It was pretty clear early on in that movie. Very judgmental, talking about uh, wretched hives of scum and villainy. Yeah, he didn't know their stories. Right. It's like you're just going to judge people. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast about horror movies. Seems simple enough. Yeah. Um, But we're not critics, and we might spoil... Actually, we had crickets that one night. It we sounded did. awesome. Uh, do you remember what episode that was? No. Jolien really enjoyed that, though. Mm. And I wondered if some listeners might think, hmm, you just put Added on... Added that. Yeah. It, no, nope. they're pretty loud around here in the summer. Yeah, they are. And uh, the airplanes, um, the helicopters, whenever there's a madman on the loose. Yeah. Gunfire, we haven't had any of that on the podcast yet, but it happens no. still around here. Um, hey, Denver's not really that dangerous most of the time. Actually, it's really dangerous. <laughs> They've been hiding the murder rate. There's several serial killers going around killing new transplants, uh, new residents, you know. Yeah. It's a horrible place. It's an awful place. Yeah. And if you smoke weed, it'll blow your legs off. So don't come here for that. <laughs> hey, we're not critics. We're artist people. Jolien's not with us. Uh, he's Once again, he is working on Ninja Turtle. Or no, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, our very own Jolien is working on Tales from the Crypt, um, a comic book. He's illustrating it. Yep. Wow. So good on him. And uh, you are very slowly and at glacial speed still working on the Black Dahlia. Yep. That's going to be awesome, though. Oh, my God. I hope it is. It'll either be good or it'll be the worst thing ever. That's my hopes. Well, I saw your pencil line stuff and it looked good. So I, I don't think you uh, need to worry, but we're going to have to do a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I think we got to get you like, uh, I don't know what for, but you know, maybe for the first printing. For the printing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'd have to do. You know, even if I had somebody else like Kilgore publish it, I'm sure I'd have to do a Kickstarter through them. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... We're likely going to spoil these movies. In fact, we intend to spoil the movies we're going to talk about. Before we start talking about them or other things, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro, Creature Features, at the top of our show. You can find their music on iTunes or Amazon. And if you want to say hi to them or, like, whatever you want to say to them, they're on Facebook, where they are, The Moon-Rays. All right. Have you watched anything since we did this last? Because we forgot to do that feature last time. Yes. Let's see. I watched two more episodes of Stranger Things. And? I spent my whole time thinking up bad Mad Magazine titles if I had to do a parody. Like like a uh, Jack Davis style. It reminded you of better things. Oh, yeah. Or it reminded you that you could have spent your time doing other things. Hmm. So you're four episodes in and you are not in love with the show. Not in love with the show. I'll go ahead and finish it out because why the hell not? And, you know, there's still time for them to course correct. You're only halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I've also watched a couple episodes of The Get Down, which I'm enjoying a lot. I watched the first one. It was super stylized, and I'm going, wow, what are they doing here? Yeah. And then I went, I got to see who's directing this. And sure enough, Boz Lerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, His fingerprints are all over all that over thing. It. I really like Jimmy Smith's oh, he's character awesome. on there. He's, he's the best one on there. Yeah, I love sort of crooked politicians. Yeah, but he's but, doing right. He's, yeah, he's he's got a good sense of balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else? Oh, I watched the show called Lost. No, Last King. No, yeah, Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom, which is about uh, Alfred, King Alfred, uh, in England. Say eight sixty or so. Hmm. Maybe a little later. 
Wow. So a long time ago. 880. Yeah, the, the ninth the, end of the ninth century. The year of our Lord, 880. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. It's like a better Vikings. Oh, good. Have you watched Vikings? No. I find Vikings a bit cartoony and a bit oh. soap operatic. <laughs> soap operatic. Uh, Which is really, really kind of weird because I thought it would just be like, uh, I thought they were going to go for like a gritty, like the grittier parts of Lord of the Rings. I thought they were going to go for that kind of look and feel. They do. do they? they do go All for right. that. But at the same time, the characters are kind of overblown 2D cutouts of, oh. of what could be a nuanced character. <clears throat> now, I've only watched three, four episodes of <clears throat> Last Kingdom. Are we led to doubt that there was some, uh, some suaveness and finesse to Vikings? Or are, we, are we meant to believe they're barbaric and crude? Uh, they're pretty suave on the Viking show. They're, you know, they're the stars. So. Are they poets? Well, they have much more of a life than just killing, raping, and plundering. <laughs> they, they got have, other stuff they got They got do. other stuff they're doing. Like some of them, you know, they like painting and maybe they want to learn the violin. But this one is, you're watching it through the eyes of the Saxons who... They're not amused. They're not amused. Hmm. And frown upon the shenanigans of their <clears throat> Danish neighbors. <laughs> uh, there's... Still quite proud of that, uh, of that whole era and time. I would assume. Oh, they are, and yet they have a Viking cruise line, <laughs> which pulls into port. They start. Do you plundering. get to plunder? <laughs> do you leave parts of your genetic code lying around in other civilizations? Because I think you do. Yeah. So, hmm. What else have you watched? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I watched Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. What spurred that on? Missing Julian? <laughs> no, I don't know why I watched Mothra. Uh, I just did. I tried to watch it, and it's so boring and hmm. slow. I really, I can't get into Mothra. I'd forgotten how boring it was. I used to remember liking Mothra. I thought he maybe... was kind of weird. Yeah, it was different. Um, what about Rodan? Did you like Rodan? Uh, some of his sculptures are all right. Uh, yeah, the thinker th is maybe a bit overused. He over, has other yeah. better sculptures. Yeah, they should dig into his catalog more. Funny you should you should choose that line of joking because when I was in college, I was with a bunch of classmates, and there was a visiting exhibit of Rodin's work. Yeah, and. Uh, Everybody was just staring, and I think they didn't know what to say, and a lot of them were pretty young and pretty inexperienced small-town people who hadn't been exposed to a lot of great art. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with the um, Art Institute Museum <clears throat> in Chicago as a place I went at least once a year growing up. Lucky. And I know. It was amazing. And um, so I was used to great works of art, and uh, and I know that you can actually breathe and you can talk when you're around these things. It's okay. <laughs> And everybody just seemed like super quiet. And uh, I just broke the silence by saying, amazing that a huge Japanese monster bird could make such lovely sculptures. It is strange. And nobody laughed because I also realized that they probably didn't. Nobody knew what Rodan was. They didn't. They were, if I had said something about Godzilla, they might be like, yeah, I saw a picture of that in a magazine Godzilla, once. Godzilla, huh? Yeah. So. What have you watched? Well, I watched, um, let's see, The Monolith Monsters, that 1957 oh, movie about nice. the giant crystals that would, yeah. that would grow immensely tall and then fall over and break into more crystals. If you, got the, if you got water on them, they would grow into more crystals. Oh, okay. Like gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, I think gremlins straight up stole that. So, um, You're telling me that wasn't a wholly original idea? <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, let's see. I also watched that um, that sequel to Now You See Me, which I think is called Now You See Me Two. And uh, also, or Now You See Me Two, because Now You See Me also. Is now you not see very me good. dose. Now you see me <laughs> do. It's uh, just indicating that it's not the first one; it's the second one. Okay. It's the letter U in the numeral two. U <laughs> two. That's pretty good. So um, I also watched uh, uh, The Nice Guys, which has Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, whose face they used in Hush. Um, 
that was fun. There were a couple of uh, private eyes who were getting up to some shenanigans in the 70s. All right. And uh, they... I've heard that movie. I've heard of the title, but I've had no idea what it's about. Well, it's funny. You're watching it, and it's like both of these guys make it totally believable. Like They become their characters, and I think sometimes those characters aren't a far cry from their actor's real lifestyle. Yeah. Like uh, Russell Crowe is... He looks a little bit like uh, hungover and bloated most of the time and kind of owly and wants to punch someone. And I'm thinking that's probably pretty close to the mark yeah. for the real guy. And he does a good job of, you know, punching people and surprising them with all kinds of cool things that he does. But it, it's worth a look for sure. I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix? No, that one was a rental. Was, oh, okay. Paid so I rented it. Yeah, I rented it through the cable yeah. rental thing. So, um,. On top of that, uh, I bought a, a Phantasm Ravager shirt. Nice. And it arrived, and there's this nice little kind of newsletter in here. <clears throat> I like that the return address was The Tall Man. And then underneath that, it said The Factory, spelled with a P-H as in Phantasm. Yeah. Anywho, um, there's or this... Or maybe it's just fat. It's fat. Pretty hot and tempting. So the, this uh, flyer is in there with a picture of Angus Scrim as the tall man, and it says, Thank you for your order from Factory Company. Phantasm Ravager, the final episode in the Phantasm Saga, and Phantasm Remastered, which is, of course, the first movie. The amazing restoration of the original film opens in theaters slash VOD slash iTunes on October 7th. So if I read that correctly, both movies are going to be released. So, yeah, I'm... together. Okay. Or, or at the same time. So um, if you want to look into that a little more, you could go to phantasm.com or facebook.com forward slash phantasm Facebook movies. with a PH. <laughs> Face. Oh, man, I wonder if anybody... I'm sure someone Somebody's bought, bought yeah. that. Facebook probably bought that immediately. Yeah, they bought that. And every misspelling on. of Facebook. Probably. Um, yeah, because can you imagine if you went to Gmail and you misspelled Gmail, but... Uh, yeah. And somebody had G M I A L G M I L dot com. Yeah. And uh, they've got something that captures your username and password and they just, that's all it is. That'd be great. Even though it blatantly <laughs> is misspelled everywhere on the page. Right. And makes no claims of being a real site. <laughs> right. Then all it's doing is just waiting. collecting info from people, their passwords and stealing their usernames. Yes. Yeah. Stealing logins and, and usernames. then signing them up for some horrible email <laughs> form letter. Like that doesn't happen anyway. <clears throat> so where were we? We were going to say, uh, Hey, we watched a couple movies and we're going to talk about them now. Yeah. All is right. that all you watched? I think that was it. Uh, I might've squeezed something else in there somewhere that I'm forgetting, but, uh, it's been pretty busy with work and um, yeah. pretty much not uh, committing to watching anything other than what we watch for the podcast, which, of course, the 2013 Spanish horror comedy Witching and Bitching. Not Witching. The Brujas. <laughs> the, which is its actual title, right? Yeah, the Brujas of, uh, of Witch Town. Is, oh. They say it's, I don't remember what it is. The name of the town. Zugger. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Zagara. Uh, I've got notes here, but I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember it off the top but, of my head. But in any event, um, that was uh, obviously titled to try and sell it to us. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, nice try. Weird title to try and do that with. And then we watched The Hollow, H-O-L-L-O-W. Oh, boy, was it. <laughs> it was a little hollow, i got to say. Um, we'll save that for the last five minutes of the show. I'm going to say before we go into the other movie that uh, watching The Hollow, I kept feeling like that was a total go-to-a-commercial move they just did. Yes, thank you. There were several cuts that were straight-to-commercial. Do, you know, do you know why? Was it a made-for-TV movie? It was made-for-TV, and I find this out. I paused it halfway through the movie, and I said, what in the living hell is going on with this? And the monster pretty much just hangs out on screen the whole time, which is also awesome. But we'll, we're going to talk about witching and bitching first, right? 
Yeah, sure. Okay. We can talk about the other one, The Hollow. I oh, picked hollow. it. I'm not picking <clears throat> any more movies. This is it. Well, well funny thing is... Night of the Wild I picked because I knew it would be garbage. This one, <laughs> I, I probably wrote it down because it was garbage, but then I got it confused with The Hollow, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but this had a terrible, terrible rating of two stars. I started watching The Hollow... And then I realized I better stop and find out if that was the right one. And that's when we spoke on the phone a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or whatever it was. And I said, oh, wow, I'm, it looks really good, but I'm watching the wrong movie. Oh. And then I think I watched Witching and Bitching. And then the next night watched The Hollow. I watched The Hollow followed by The Brujas. Okay. So how did you like them Brujas? I love that movie. A.K.A. Witching and Bitching. That movie is fantastic. The open, Okay, the opening sequence. Is that not the coolest damn thing you've seen in years? Yeah, the whole movie was good. It felt a little long at times, especially near the end. I was kind of worn out with yeah. people flying around and fighting. Yeah, and hanging out in a mansion. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that did get a little tiresome. It could have. It, there were parts that I think they could have sped up when they remake this with... Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Antonio Banderas. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody. Yeah. Who would. Okay. So when I told you, okay, let's watch this one. Cause I've already seen it. And I think you're going to really dig some of the imagery. Do you know what I was at, you know, foremost thinking about when I said that? Oh, I imagine the, the, the costumes they're in at the, uh, let me just, <clears throat> let me just say Jesus height. Jesus Christ with a 12-gauge shotgun is what I was picturing. Okay, yeah. So so statue, okay, living statue guys go in and rob this uh, jewelry store. Uh-huh. Now, you see living statue Jesus with a cross, and he's painted silver, this guy. And he looks like a pretty convincing traditional Jesus statue. Yeah. And he parks his cross right in front of the store, opens a compartment on the cross, pulls out the 12-gauge, and just starts blasting away. Yeah. I lost it when SpongeBob got gunned down by the cops. And that, uh, I don't know SpongeBob, but I know the characters. Right. Whatever his friend is. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. uh, Came running over. Somebody in that costume came running over after that. And Minnie Mouse was all terrified. Minnie Mouse was terrified. So there there was the the living statue um, army guy. I, yep. think, I think he was meant to look like a big army man. Yeah, he like was pla- big army man. But yeah, plastic army man in full size. Um, the, so the two of them, as they're making their escape, and of course we find out in the middle of this that Jesus brought his son on the job with him. Yes. Which which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, because he, he has him Tuesdays and every other weekend. Yeah. And he wasn't going to miss some time with his son. For a stick up or any other reason. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So they get going on this whole robbery, and they they get in a cab and make the make the driver be their getaway man. Yeah. And the imagery of of Jesus Christ painted silver with a shotgun hanging out the window, blasting away at the cops who are chasing him, was just amazing. Yeah. That was some pretty cool stuff. So yeah, but the costumes were really fun, and the whole scenario was crazy. Yeah, I thought the whole thing worked. It was good. It was, uh, you know, another creepy town you don't want to be in. Yeah. Yeah, they do make a break for, uh, let's get over the border into France. Yeah, they make the whole joke. We got to go south to Mexico. They're like, that's only in the movies. Do you mean Portugal? (laughs) It's like, no, let's go to France. And the the banter and, and just pretty much all the dialogue reminded me a lot of um, Night on Earth. I've not with, seen that one. Okay, this, I, you need to see. It's a James Jarmusch movie. Oh, okay. And, um, oh, I just had his name. Um, oh, jeez. The Italian... Bill Bixby? <laughs> Thank you! Bill Bixby! Okay. Yeah, Bill Bixby was not in it. I'm just going to throw Roberto my... Benini. <laughs> okay, so Roberto Benini is this cabbie. And, and the movie is... I'm sidetracking on a completely different movie for fuck's sake. Um, so night on earth, you've got the story of, I think it's five different cab rides around the world that occur at the same time. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So Roberto Benigni is the one in Rome and, uh, he's, 
he's so fast and there's like this rhythm and cadence to how he speaks. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like he's reciting poetry and you don't know because if you don't speak Italian, which I don't, it just sounds like like there's something going on here. Like this is almost like a poem, like a long form poem, but it's actually just him talking and he's completely batshit crazy. Yeah. And he picks up um, a priest and he keeps calling him a bishop and the priest keeps correcting him that he's not a bishop. And he starts telling him this crazy story about having fallen in love with a sheep when he lived on a farm. And uh, the whole thing was just completely crazy. And and this this movie, uh, although it's not Italian, but rather Spanish, kind of had some of that same weird rhythm and cadence to the dialogue, the way it was coming out, like almost, almost like the other one knew what the other one was going to say. And, uh, but, but the humor, some of it was a little more childish than what we're used to. Yeah. Their humor's kind of all over the place. Yeah. That's almost like they're watching some of our old movies and going, Hey, that'll still work. Right. Yeah. They have Pratt falls and right. Uh, yeah, it seemed, uh, European. Yeah. And that is an observation, not a criticism because it's a total criticism. (laughs) Maybe from you. We hate (laughs) movies of a certain sort. I'm not going to say if they're European or Hollywood made or Bollywood <laughs> or Bollywood made. Do you know there's a Bollywood Freddy Krueger movie? Oh, sweet. I got to find out what it's called. Find that. I think we should watch that. And Jolien probably knows a lot about that stuff for some reason. I don't know. That's a feeling he's lacking in his Indian movie. Yeah, maybe. Horror movies. Maybe not. I he's, don't know. He's, he's caught up with enough other stuff. He's got... <clears throat> So um, as this movie moves into this smaller town and, mm-hmm. and you, we meet some other characters, I think they stop at some weird little um, bar slash restaurant or something. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Everybody seems like two old ladies flash the kid <clears throat> when they go by. Oh, yeah. They lift their dresses up. That was And he knows funny. they're witches immediately because of that. <laughs> The kid was pretty sharp, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I liked him. He was a good character. Sergio was a good character. Yeah. He played pretty well by the kid, I imagine. Um, not speaking much Spanish. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked from what I could tell. You know, he seemed okay. He didn't seem like he was a terrible actor. And I, I and watched... I liked how he was red for oh. two-thirds of the movie because he had been in the oven. Yeah. And then he got uh, eaten and then birthed out. Yeah. I thought, it, the first time I saw this, I thought he got pooped out, but. I thought he got pooped out as well. Because did. that's what the old man, the the husband of the one, the older witch, hmm. uh, who's, I don't know what his name was, but <clears throat> he's always walking around. He had like a lazy eye. Um, he, that kid crawls into a mouth at some point, at, uh, like a playland or something. Oh, yeah. And then he comes out in the. The guy goes, oh, when you come out the other side, you're different oh. or something. I believe they call it foreshadowing. Yes. They always like to do those old things. Um, when uh, when our characters meet the, the young, beautiful witch, mm-hmm. she's pretty striking immediately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to not look at her when she's on screen. She's the only thing you want to look at. Yeah. And definitely a, a very quirky style. And uh, what I found interesting about this is that rather than working her magic on our main character, um, Jose, the one who had previously, which, by the way, he cleaned that silver makeup off really nicely in the car with no explanation as to how. Yeah, there was like one scene where it was kind of off and I thought that's how it would stay Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, I can't imagine getting silver makeup off. No, it's got to suck. Short of kerosene or something (laughs) good old kerosene um it seems like the way this would probably be written here would be that the guy would be under her spell right away and that she'd just be you know like fooling him but it seemed like she genuinely had fallen for this guy yeah i think because he didn't fall for her he yeah he had a uh a wife who well ex-wife well yeah were they were they, they were divorced. Divorced, not separated. Okay. Because the kid introduces his dad 
to Tony, the army man. Right. He's like, this is Jose so-and-so. He's divorced, you know, <laughs> 37 and blah, blah. He, like, reads down a profile of his dad. Right. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Yeah. And when he tells his mom on the phone, we're being chased by the police. Right. And there was a lot of shooting, and I robbed a jewelry store. <laughs> yeah, he was out with it. Mom it was, was like... Sure, whatever. And they do that little bit where his dad was very clear about leaving the homework behind. And he, yes. did, he did. And he goes, oh, but that thing where I asked you to write your name in your books, you didn't do that, did you? And he says, no, I forgot. And, of course, they sh- they cut to the police looking at it and seeing, we know who this is. Yeah. Um, the mother, um, Sylvia. Now, she was also quite attractive, but what they made it very understated, I think, for the sake of the movie uh, to give her that, um, like that mild villainous uh, quality of being an ex-wife, um, I started looking at the actress uh-huh. and then the other actress who was playing Ava, the the attractive young witch, the with, maiden. Yeah, with the shaved sides of her head and sort of a mohawk thing. Um, I started looking at the two actresses and I thought, I wonder if they both tried out for the same role, and. I really kind of thought that um, Macarena Gomez, who played mm-hmm. Sylvia, could have played the Ava part. And what's interesting is I looked them both up on Instagram, and uh, I will say that uh, Macarena is definitely more edgy, yeah, than uh, Carolina Bang, who is the the one who did end up with despite the role. Despite her name, despite her name, her Instagram is pretty mild. But Macarena Gomez, man, she's got it going on. Gomez? Gomez. Well, in Spain, yeah. you would not pronounce that a Z. You'd pronounce it yeah. a TH. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm doing that. We've be- talked about that before on this very show. I think we did. You can write in and tell us what episode. Write in. <laughs> write in. Write in on a postcard. <laughs> send a Sazy. <laughs> yeah, send a self-addressed stamped envelope. <clears throat> so this movie, when... It gets underway where we actually meet the witches and we know that they're witches and they're doing yeah. very witchy things. <clears throat> well, we actually meet the witches first. That's true. We do. That's we, right. Well, we actually meet somebody. Uh, yeah, we meet the witches first and then they move into some crazy lady screaming on the street corner. Right. Um, but yeah, and they're reading uh, Ava, the maiden, mm-hmm. is reading tarot cards and throwing them in the cauldron. Right. And... The crone, I think she's speaking to the crone or maybe the mother. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one. But she mentions everybody who's in the movie. There's a naked man with a beard. There's a green <laughs> man. There's a man with a light over his head, which they even make. They're like, a light over his head with a number on it? That's a taxi. <laughs> so you would get, you know. Oh, that's what great. What they're talking about later, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I need to watch that again. Yeah. I had watched it about a year previous, and I knew I had liked it. I forgot that it was intending to be that much of a comedy. Yeah, it's a straight-up comedy. Completely. I was expecting a Dust Till Dawn kind of thing. Yeah, the, like the first half is a crime movie, the second half is a vampire, or in this case, witch, witch movie. Witch's movie, yeah. Yeah, and, and they kind of did accomplish that, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, they did, but it, it was a comedy all the way through. Right. And the, you know, the dialogue, at least how it was translated, uh, was pretty funny, a lot of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did like the fact that I kind of knew what was coming next, so I was able to watch the actors and and not read as much. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy this, other than the fact, like we mentioned earlier, that it does drag a bit in the mansion. Yeah, and I found the end was just a tad too long. Like, they could have cut it... By a minute or two, I think they could have just tightened up some stuff in, in this near the end. Right. And the, yeah, uh, another round of editing would probably do a lot for the movie. But uh, it's funny that I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. I've never heard of this film until you mentioned it. It's, I heard one, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I heard one horror movie podcast uh, talk about it and that's when um, the one that we would now know as Shockwaves when their previous incarnation the three hosts had a show called Killer POV I think it was Rebecca mentioned it that she had watched it and really enjoyed it 
or maybe it was Elric. But anyway, um, the the movie I had already watched it at that point, and I thought, wow, that's funny. Like, n- not more people have talked about this movie. It's it's so fun. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. If you have Netflix, it's included, so just watch it. I think the title is terrible, and the artwork is dumb. It's that one woman making a weird face and her head's upside down. And... Yeah, it's. I don't know who marketed this, but they could have just called it the Brujas of. Yeah. Whatever the town. Whatever that small town, right? I mean, if you don't know what a brujah is, it's just witch in Spanish. I mean, you figure that out pretty quickly. Right. So why, yeah, why did they try to dumb it down and make it all America? I think because some of the comedy is sort of broad. Yeah. At the same time, they had this sick joke of the poor man who was going to a job interview who was stripped naked and put in the trunk. Right. And then, like, at the mansion, they cut his fingers off to serve for dinner, and they cut one of his ears off, and terrible things keep happening to the guy, which I don't think you'd see in an American film. Yeah, and, and there's maybe some something that uh, we don't understand about Spanish films where, like, oh, yeah, that's totally a thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> we always pick some boob and do awful stuff to him. That's, that's our shtick, man. Maybe that is a thing. Hey, they probably learned it from us, and they're just, like, serving it back. Sure. They're like, shit, man, didn't you ever see a Jerry Lewis movie? He did that all the time. Yeah. Cut off Dean Martin's fingers and served them to some people. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, I think Maybe I Maybe that's in The the Clown That Cried. <laughs> Jerry Lewis will never allow that to be released. Actually, it, it is set to be released in, like, less than 10 years now from the Library of Congress. Oh, goes public domain? Yep. Well, he, uh, and it's not Disney, so it'll it'll get out. Yeah, it's uh, he donated it. I don't know a year or two ago with a stipulation of ten years. Oh, because he and so now I don't remember how long he, plan, that he plans was. on dying in nine. Yeah, or less. Or maybe he plans on living and seeing what the reviews are. What if everybody loves it? Did what he's... if it's like a fantastic movie instead of a total awful idea that it sounds like on paper he's gonna feel like an old asshole at yeah that point in time. wouldn't that be something though it'd be like when chinese democracy came out <laughs> imagine if it had been like the greatest album ever <laughs> imagine that just imagine that would have been something but uh. like wow axel rose really has it together he has to sit on it for like 13 20 years whatever it was uh but yeah, no. Yeah, I th- I think Axl Rose. He polished a hole in it. He just didn't know when to stop polishing. I think he was editing like milliseconds of sound rather than. Can you? Ooh. Yeah, it just you're not Steely Dan. Quit it. Just you know, don't do it. Just go in and do it rough and ready and. Like the story I heard of uh, Spartacus, and they have all the people on crosses at the end. And, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, name escapes me right now. The Charlton dir- Heston? No, the director. Uh, oh, who did Spartacus? He did uh, The Shining and... Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, that's right. So uh, they have it all set up, and he yells action, and then almost immediately he's like, Cut, cut, cut. There's a guy back there not moving. He was far enough back that they had to get in a little cart and ride back there, and they find out it's a mannequin. So he had someone attach ropes to the legs so they could move this character (laughs) to have him writhe around on the cross. But he's like 300 yards away from anything. Nobody would ever spot him. Nobody spots him. But that's the kind of insanity Kubrick had and he made it work for some reason i don't quite know there was something in his mania that that just ended up on film nicely i don't know yeah have you ever seen the book for his napoleon movie no oh my god they did a tashin collection of all his notes he spent his entire life working on this napoleon epic that he never never got made never got made but the book is just Oh my God, it's obsessive compulsive. You see somebody who's really latched onto an idea and just... He was down with OCD. 
You know me. <laughs> so, Stanley Kubrick, we could talk about forever, but mm-hmm. instead, we're going to talk about The Hollow. Which was directed by Rodney Kubrick, <laughs> Stanley's slow cousin. It was directed by Sheldon Wilson. Let's make sure we get his name out there. Sheldon Wilson. All right. Oh, he just did it for a paycheck. He had nothing to do with this other yeah. than pointing the camera and saying action. Look at his record. Look, look at what what what's on his record. Read me some of his other offenses. Here, tell you what. Let's pull let's pull up his record on IMDb and we'll tell you what else Sheldon Wilson has made because what if he's made a great film, huh? Won't you feel stupid? <laughs> Won't I? I'm he surprised. directed a documentary about Chinese democracy that won awards. Yeah, surprised is what I would be if there was a great movie on that list. But uh, I don't think there's any risk of that. <clears throat> Let's see. Sheldon Wilson. All right. Um, director of Shallow Ground. Well, that's nice. Hollow, shallow. Um, let's see. Um, made for TV movie called The Scarecrow. Uh-huh. Uh, one called Screamers. Um, The Unspoken. Shark Killer. Once Upon a Crime. Cold Spring. Oh, Cold Spring is a stone cold classic. They don't even have art for it. <laughs> They've got this little gray icon of a TV. <laughs> oh, man. I picked the perfect one. Oh, Mega Cyclone. <laughs> That's like... <coughs> That's like... The Citizen Kane of shitty weather movies. <laughs> it really is. Oh, Snowmageddon. He directed Snowmageddon. Wow, Snowmageddon's a real thing. Um, mean, ooh, look at this. Oh, although I've been calling it Snowpocalypse. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, there's Mothman, some shitty werewolf movie. Caw, spelled with a K. Is that the title? Some shitty werewolf movie? (laughs) Well, if it were being honest, it would be. (laughs) It's called... uh, It's called Red Werewolf Hunter. Oh, and it's got a a lovely red-headed woman in it. Oh. Um, It's not the dad from the 70s show? No. Werewolves. Red Foreman. Shitty werewolves. (laughs) All right, you shitty werewolves, come out. (laughs) He'll always be Clarence Boddicker to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. could never not think of him like snorting coke off hookers and blowing up gas stations. Right. I like this little career ender for this attractive woman. It's a 2010 movie that gets 4.4 stars. I discovered that there was somebody who was um, doing these 10... 10 star reviews and gushing about the hollow clearly planted by the studio. Oh, I didn't even look it up. Oh, it's pretty stunning. I'm going to see if I can pull this up for you. The hollow. Oh, the hollow. <clears throat> Reimagining horror. It has a 3.5 on IMDb out of 10. Ooh. And I yeah, will... it's about a 30% right there. It's a yeah. solid F all the way through. There's a bunch of ones, twos, and threes. But then you get to, if you scroll far enough, you'll get to where, and we should probably tell our listeners why this sucks, but if they watch this, <clears throat> one of them says, great, and it's an eight stars out of ten. Um, another one is, uh, great. another one is, one of the channel's best, and it's a ten star review. What channel? Um, sci-fi. Was this on sci-fi? <clears throat> yeah, way to go. You picked two sci-fis in a row. They yeah. need to identify that shit. Yeah. They need to have it marked somehow. And you can see how this Big is formatted. Big red X across it. You can see if I just scroll fast, you can see this is formatted because it was obviously cut and pasted from some other thing. Yeah. So uh. that's just somebody trying to skew the results. So this is, in actuality, a 1.5 or a 2. Um a 20%. Yeah. You turned in the worst paper yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was worse than Night of the Wild because it was boring. It wasn't funny. And it wasn't funny whether intentional or not. Right. Um, um, 16 minutes and 56 seconds into this movie, one of the characters says... What does the GPS say? This is the three sisters in the car. And the other one says, nothing. There's no reception out here. I thought you said you knew where you were going. 
um, okay, not not directed at the actresses or even the characters, but the person who wrote this, fuck you. <laughs> there. October of 2015, this thing is released and we're still using this shit. Give me a break. Um, so, um, and they're almost out of gas. Wow. Trope, 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 trope. This movie had a checklist of tropes. It couldn't decide if it was witches or lightning or yeah. Halloween itself. Yeah. The Great Pumpkin. What was this thing that was it, killing? Why couldn't we get a little more Halloween injected into this? At least set, like, give us a bunch of fall leaves and more jack-o'-lanterns. And more jack-o'-lanterns, some kids in costumes. Some something. decorations on a house. <laughs> But everything's abandoned. Nothing's really decorated. Uh, it, it's in fact, you'd forget it was Halloween. Yeah, if they didn't mention it later in the movie. Oh yeah, and they're like, uh, and, and plus Halloween is tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Remember? Yeah, and and there was a bunch of uh, of exposition from the sisters. Yeah, it's like well, ever since mom and dad died oh, two man, years ago, great. it's like oh for fuck's sake, are you serious right now? Yeah. Are you writing this for children? I think so. So then I take back my fuck you. If you were writing this for children, good on you. you maybe this is their first script. This, well. But maybe they'll go on to, you know, great heights <laughs> like, uh, like I'm, Chinatown. I'm not going to look this up like we already looked up the director. I'm not going to look up the writer. There um, was no writer. <laughs> it was all generated by a bunch of chimps stomping on keyboards. <laughs> Uh, Reddit bots <laughs> for making a script. Oh my God. Here's the thing though. A lot of what's on screen, like if, if you had no comprehension of the English language and you were sitting watching this, or, or maybe there was some music blaring in some headphones. Uh-huh. And you'd been kicked in the head a <laughs> couple times and what? you were pretty drunk. <laughs> what would this be like? A lot of what's on screen looks competently filmed. It does. It looks like someone who knew how to do lighting lit this thing. Mm -hmm. Someone who knew how to operate a camera was, you know, knowing when to pull in and pull out and focus and not, you know, not swing it around too fast. Uh, by the way, don't ever swing it around too fast. Um, <laughs> it's it, uh. it actually looks like it just isn't very well guided in the storytelling. It's all story. I thought the CGI was even fairly effective. <coughs> I didn't know what the hell the stick monster with fire inside was, but I don't really need to know what things are. Yeah, it looked fine, but here's a pro tip for movie makers. Um, don't put them on screen like for more than half the movie. Yes. It just kind of lingered a lot and showed up all the time. And, and they, they came out of the darkness, or it. I don't know how many there were. You couldn't tell. At some point, it seemed like there was a bunch of them. And then it seemed like maybe there were only three, and then it was just one. Maybe it's just one that kind of manifests, you know, just... But it would come out of the shadows, right. which it comes out from under the, a truck and grabs a girl. And we learned last week, hide under a truck or a car. With your face sticking with out. With your face sticking out, because it's the safest place. <laughs> right. But they don't ever make any anything with that. They don't ever use, you know, the... I mean, they use the sun at the end, I suppose. But they never use flashlights. Um, I wrote the quote down. <clears throat> hey, the sun's up. Time to die, you bastard. That's like okay. So it's got a it's got a, a characteristic of vampires. It gets exposed to sunlight. It explodes, and it has no sense of when to get back in the shadows. They never do. Ever. You think they'd set a watch or an alarm or something. Or, I don't know, use the clues of uh, what you see around you. Yeah, it's getting brighter out. I should probably go home. Rotten Tomatoes gave this thing a score of 6%. <laughs> 6 What was... Out of what, 100%. What was... Was Night, uh, Night of the Wild the one that didn't have any... <laughs> any credit from Rotten Tomatoes? It was just yeah. like, no, we're not even going to review that. It got like a 0% or whatever. Less. Um, yeah, I, I did stop halfway through and, uh, I'm just like, okay, enough with the go to a commercial moves that they kept doing, paused it, went on IMDb and yes, it was made for television. Well, I clearly meant the hallow. Yes, you did. And 
having done a false start on that one, it looked really good. I want to watch it now. We'll watch it. Yeah. And we got to get Jolien in on, I, I'm assuming he'll be done with Tales from the Crypt. I hope. If not, you'll hear if it. If not, it's just us. we'll put a, a, you know, a want ad out. Craigslist for a third podcast member. Must have suave English accent. <laughs> and, you know, incredible no- detailed knowledge of Japanese pink films or everything. Jallo or anything yeah. movie. Right. Jolien is the guy to go to. And if you're listening to this as your first episode, uh, find one that Jolien's on and listen to it. You'll see what we mean. Um, so uh, did you notice just before the... Okay, so there's that stairs and that chimney out of nowhere thing that they were doing that, uh-huh. that was in the woods. It was yeah. like a set of steps that had a trap door in the top of it. Yeah. That was somehow linked. And I, I think I did like lose my attention span with this movie for a little while. I don't know how. They, they were in some warehouse or something, and then they ended up climbing out of this thing that's in the forest. This set it of steps. It was an old uh, power station. They go down in there. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't quite figure out what that was either. Part of the foundation, I don't know. But they go into a huge hydroelectric plant that looks spotless. I was going to say it looked really clean. It looks. It looked like it was being used. Hey, people! But dirt it's on is a free. tiny, tiny <laughs> island. <laughs> right. How else are you going to power this tiny island? Well, with a giant power plant that you're able to abandon. And then start up another one somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, filmmakers, dirt is free. Garbage is free. Uh, if you have this sparkling clean set, dirty it up a little. They looked like they were on a tour. It did. Because the one girl, like, kind of lags behind. Like and a brewery she turns tour. Around. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is dull as dirt. Why did, we, why did Dad drag us to this? Oh, that's great. We forgot to mention in our last movie, The Venus of Villendorf. The Venus of Villendorf? Yes. What's that? That's the, you know, 10,000, 12,000 year old uh, female figure that in Bruja. Oh, yeah. They used as a giant who shows up at the end. Yes. And. Uh, How could we not talk? That was, I would say, the worst thing about the movie, other than it dragging a little bit, was that the CG didn't look great on that monster. And I guess they probably felt like they didn't have another way to do it. So I gave it a pass and didn't worry about it. Um, but it was weird. The fact that it was the Venus of Ellendorf. Yeah. Was, because they show it three times in the opening credits yeah. with all these other things. Which I want to know, is there a book out there that's just movie credit images of demons and there must be. old witches? There must be. But yeah, they, they, they it's did It's probably a, by Dover. Yeah, Dover, Dover has... <laughs> All public domain crap, but... Uh, Royalty free. Yeah, I kept wondering, like, where's the Venus of Villendorf? What are they going to do with that? And then they brought out a giant one. Yeah. And I have to say that was... Unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. Yeah. I'm was... glad I took some art classes. Yeah. Some art history. You gotta, you gotta know your art history. So, um, I reluctantly go go, back to the hollow. Yes. Okay. So, um, the one sister who, who has visions, the youngest one, um, her IMDB, she's pretty young. I think she's like 14 when they made this or something. Emma. Emma. Um, if you write a movie and over a third of it is people yelling other characters names, stop. Just stop. Just stop. I cannot take another movie where it's people wandering around. Ever since Lost and Walt. Yeah. I know. Uh, But uh, that young actress did a really nice job. Um, And if you look at her resume, she's done a few movies that, you know, weren't sci-fi movies or anything like that. And it seems like she might have a future. Um, But but when her character is dreaming, what I was going to actually say about her character... Uh, it looks like a Marilyn Manson video. Now, when I, f- I actually watched this twice. The first time I watched it, I had some distractions going on. Holy and shit. 
Yeah. This yeah. Believe it or not, I did. I'm so sorry. It's all right. I, I, I wanted to say, you know what? I'm being a dick. This is like Dane Cook. I got to go back and give it another chance. <laughs> no, it really is just like Dane Cook. Oh. <laughs> it really actually sucks. Yeah. Um, so, so she dreams like a Marilyn Manson video. And when I first watched this, I went, okay, what in the hell is going on right now? Cause I missed the part that it's like her nodding off and starting to twitch. And then it's clearly her dream. I missed that whole thing. I oh, must yeah. have gotten up to bang my head against the wall or shove bamboo under my nails or something to something keep more awake. pleasant than this. Yeah, it was funny when the twig monster started showing up. It would like, it would can like we call him Twiggy. We can call him Twiggy. When Twiggy starts running toward the camera, rowering and snapping, and flames and embers going everywhere, uh, it just felt like. Oh, cut to a commercial. Oh, there were so many cut to yeah. commercials. Yeah, I mean, there was one every however many minutes they do it. Yeah. I know it's it's typically every 22 minutes or something like that, but it gets into a certain point in a movie where they at least place the opportunities for every eight or ten minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, it had a lot of those. This would have been one you'd be looking forward to the commercials? Um. Yeah. You'd be like, all right. Yeah. Maybe something competent. Well, I mean, it was not badly made, but it was so deadly dull and so generic, it didn't need to be made. And and that's a worse crime than making a bad film. Oh, yeah. yeah making, making something dull. And just eye-rollingly stupid in places. Um, it was like, uh, oh, we don't get a signal out here. Oh, we're almost out of gas. Oh, uh Here's another car that's off the road. Oh, look, a creepy house. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? It was like one after another. And uh, it's like they had the trope handbook out. They really did because they, they talk about the origin of the monster, but they can't really decide. Was it these witches that cursed the island? Yeah. Please stop using witches in North America. Uh, you know, from... Although they said they were burnt death a hundred years ago which would make it 1915 mm, no i don't think so no you could say any other amount of time greater than 150 years and people might accept it and move on but no but they, yeah they always want to use well this didn't really use any european witchcraft yeah because uh, it couldn't decide and then the thing was killed by lightning but it wasn't yeah, and then the, it was killed by the sun. Yeah. The ember monster was Twiggy. Twiggy. It was just stupid. I mean... It, it could have been good. Yeah, the, if they had really limited... In, and again, this goes back to one of the rules. Like, if you want to follow rules and not tropes, don't show the monster. Yeah. Don't show it. Give us fleeting glimpses at I the most. I think this is what tied into... I was going to bring this up, uh, and I did briefly. I was going to bring it up if we had watched the thing. Because uh, I had the same sort of problem with the Carpenter's thing. Um, the more they show, the less scary it gets. Right. And that's why I think I could handle uh, Entrails of a Beautiful Woman. Okay. Because they showed you everything. Nothing was left to the imagination. It didn't have any effect on me. It was like, oh, it's a movie. But when they don't show you something, like the original Texas Chainsaw Right. Movie is amazing for this. There's no blood in that movie. Right. And it is just... And people swear that the... Oh, that... my God. If you had asked me, you know, before I rewatched it a few years ago, is there blood in it? I would oh, have said gallons. Yeah, buckets. Buckets. Buckets full. Yeah. It's amazing when you get these movies that do such a good job psychologically. Yeah. that you Like, uh, people swear that they see Leatherface hang the girl on the hook. Oh, yeah. And no. you don't. It's just like I mentioned before uh, in a previous show about Pulp Fiction. You don't see the needle go into Mia's chest. Yep. Vincent swings his arm and she sits up gasping. Yep. With the needle hanging out. You never see it go in. Yeah. It's all suggested. And Tarantino straight up got that from Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Hitchcock invented that. I mean, that's... He was awesome at it. It's pretty brilliant. Um... And it's all in the writing, too. You know, like Joe Bob Briggs said when I interviewed him that, uh, hey, it don't cost nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you just sit there and you write. The writing, uh, it, 
seems to be the thing movies skimp on so I don't know so often it's just yeah it's the take a couple minutes to sit down and think does this make any sense right um does this serve but I imagine a lot of this is just caught up in like getting it made and done and out we need some bullshit Halloween pumpkin yeah. twiggy monster thing you've got six weeks right and a lot of times I think what happens is somebody will write some spec script that they're really not intending it to get made. They're just like, look, I'm proving I can write a script. Yeah. And I think occasionally one of those gets snapped up by somebody like sci-fi and they're like, all right, let's make it a new movie. And they're like, wait, wait, no, no, just oh, oh, come on, well, let me write something good. I think even more of a problem are movies and even big movies do this. They don't have a finished script. Oh, yeah. They're still writing while they begin shooting. Yeah. Now, since you shoot a movie out of order, you can, I have supposed, get away with that. And you can do rewrites on the set. I think there's no real hard and fast rules with making a movie. But uh, finish the script before you start filming. That's a good idea. You know? I don't know why people don't do that more. You know? And if something happens on the set that inspires a better thought, you know, go with that. But... yeah. But don't just leave it all open and then hope you can put it together in editing. Right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, it won't. Yeah. That's what people at art school said. Once I get into Photoshop, it'll be great. Mm, no. no. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, all in all, let's, let, let's, let's switch back to um, witching and bitching or the... The Brujas. The Brujas of Zugaramundi. 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 Murdi. No, Zugaramurdi. Yeah, that's it. Murdi. Zugaramurdi. Wow. A place I'd never heard of before this movie. I don't believe it's a real place. Hmm. Well, if it is, they're probably getting a lot more tourism now. Yeah. But um, the Brujas, witching and bitching, whatever you want to call it, um... How do you feel about it in the end of having... Do you feel like you want to watch it again? Oh, I'd to... watch it again. I, I recommended it to Eugenia. I uh-huh. imagine I'll watch it with her. Yeah. Because once SpongeBob got gunned down, I was totally on board <laughs> and ready for the ride. I don't know why that was so hilarious, but it really was. There was just something visual and the physical comedy of it. it that I forgot completely that that happened. I was only remembering the other guy's... Uh, with, with the living statue. <laughs> yeah, he shoots a couple people. But I'd forgotten completely about the other, what they what they call mascots. Yeah. Know? But uh, the SpongeBob, oh, I forgot completely about that one, and Minnie Mouse. And then later on when they had them all handcuffed, and they were little people. Yeah. And they were, like, uh, really harsh looking. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty funny. Um. Yeah, that gets you started right. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're you're on for the you're on board for whatever the ride's going to be. Yeah, and, and it's funny. And then I think the other thing that sold me on it. I mean, I was already on board. You didn't have to. If you had to push it, uh, when they introduce Sylvia and she's pushing that poor patient around in the hospital. Oh yeah, and running into every wall and everything <laughs> else because she's not paying attention at all. Something about that was really sort of random and yeah nice. Yeah, there, there is a good, like, it's bordering on slapstick, mm-hmm. but not quite over not the line. Not quite, yeah. So, yeah, there's something that I think, like I said, I think they're serving some of our old stuff back to us. Yeah. And, uh, hey, that's great, man. I, I will, I will want to watch more Spanish horror comedies after having seen this. Yeah. Or whatever else they got, you know? Um, I really like the horror comedy. I don't know quite why, but it works sometimes. They work. Yeah, I mean, you not get, always, but but you get something like Shaun of the Dead. I mean, that that is like a near perfect movie. You know, just yeah. Or Entrails of a Beautiful Woman. <laughs> I was laughing. Man, that one really you, it stuck with you, didn't it? I don't know why. I feel bad for liking that movie. Is what it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm a horrible person, as Gene calls him. A sick fuck pervert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That movie is just gonna, it's 
made a mark on my brain. I'm not going to stop thinking about it for a while. Man, we gotta we gotta find out from Jolian what's the next one to to do the same thing only differently. Yeah, there's got to be more of that stuff. Um, yeah, I recommend witching and bitching as it's called here. I highly recommend it. I I think it was yeah you know an A film. Yeah, B plus. I I want more people to watch this and and let us know what they thought. Um, not scary, but no. You know. No, it has it has and it has some atmosphere. Yeah. It's mostly comedy, but yeah, any parts that are at all spooky are just spooky fun. Yeah, in a haunted mansion sort of way, not in like there's no jump scares to speak of. No. Nothing I remember anyway. Um, no moments where you feel truly creeped out. Like oh, there is though. What's that? When the cab driver goes into the bathroom and he, it's just the the old world style toilet where right. you just crouch over the hole uh and there's an eye down there looking up at him oh. and he freaks out that was a genuinely pretty creepy kind of scary moment like oh what the f-? yeah and, and you the... find that character later who's... oh yeah the guy who lives below the toilet yeah so gross yeah so that um yeah that would be the closest thing to an actual scare yeah and hey it doesn't need the scares. It doesn't need jump scares or any startling stuff, anything gross really to speak of. Uh, it's just kind of spooky fun, but mostly funny. Yeah. And uh, man, if they had just gone forward with it being a crime movie from the opening sequence, I could have gone with it as a crime movie. It would have, oh yeah, totally. Like a crime comedy instead of, you know, if it was them just racing to France yeah. You know, and getting into various scrapes. Yeah. I, mean, I would have gone with that, too. The cast in this is fantastic. Yeah, they all seem they, very experienced. I'm sure people who know Spanish movies are... Yeah, and I figured there were two comedians. I, I'm going to guess they're comedians dressed as as women. Oh, toward the end, it, yeah. Who show up for the party at the end. Yeah. Who I imagine are well-known they, in, in Spain. I got the same exact feeling off of them. You know, because... I have a feeling maybe that's even a joke they do where they, they dress as, you know, in drag and, yeah you know. Um, it's like their own Monty Python guys. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. I got the same exact feeling off of that. And this movie, actually, I, I thought it was it was nice because it it's fairly progressive. Yeah. You know. Uh, there was no judgment on those, you know, those characters that had different lifestyles. Well, not, not just that, but I mean, they... Uh, they talked about, you know, uh, gender equality and whatnot. Right. I don't want to get too political, but it was it was nice. They, you know, they made a self-reference like, you know, clearly women aren't all bitches or witches. Right. You know, but they did it in a funny way because Tony starts out saying, I adore women, blah, blah, blah. But by the end, when they're all airing their grievances over their ex-girlfriends and ex-wives, he's like the one who's complaining the most and how they just, you know, tear your heart out immediately. Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember that, but there's, um, yeah, I I would say that, that there's nothing really, uh, awful about this movie that holds it back other than, you know, CG that doesn't look awesome. And that's the worst thing I could say about it. That's yeah. That's about the worst thing. And it doesn't bother me. No CG that it was, there's no, there's no other way they could have probably fitted into a budget to do it. Yeah, and it was brief enough. It could have been a briefer, but it yeah. it was brief enough that it didn't grate. If it was like half the movie was the Venus walking around eating people, right? Uh, it would have gotten really dull. That's true. Yeah, kind of like that first Hulk movie. Um, well, the first one of recent. Ang Lee. One. Yeah, that one. The Hulk didn't look awesome, and it. Did a lot of weird things that, you know, like jumping too far. I don't know. It just it didn't feel right. No, nothing about that movie felt right. And that Hulk character was on screen a lot. Yeah, he was on screen way too much. Now, just because it's the Hulk's movie, the Hulk, you don't have to have him on screen like all the time. Yeah. Like look at Jaws. Jaws, you know, the shark's not on. Darth Vader's only in Star Wars for like nine minutes. Yeah. But he's all over the film. Right. You know, yeah, Jaws is, I I don't know how little Jaws 
appears in the movie. And don't get us started on wheels. And wheels, there's no cars. <laughs> right. Oh, so what do you say? Should we wrap this thing up? I think we should wrap it up. Right. Well, um, listeners, we do appreciate you. And if you want to show us some appreciation, go rate, review, and subscribe on whatever outlet you found this on. Give us a five-star rating. Or if you don't like this, hey, don't listen. It's fine. It's free. We're not making you listen to it. Right. We're not getting paid. We're doing this because we dig it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we do want to once again, thank the moon rays for giving us our intro creature features song at the top of the show. And, um, well, with any luck, we'll have Jolien back with us. I hope so. Almost forgot to mention we're recording this on Elvira's birthday. Oh yeah. Wow. Kind of cool, huh? I guess so. It's also Batman day. I wore a Batman t-shirt today and didn't even know it was Batman day. Now that's freaky. Isn't it? Batman day. Who's he to have a day? Yeah. What's up We're with that? Superman Day. <laughs> right. I could at least follow Superman. Batman's an unstable millionaire. <laughs> right. Who likes to dress in a costume and beat up protesters at yeah. his rallies. Oh no, yeah. wait, that's a different guy. Oh man. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Trump was Batman. That would be pretty funny. Or maybe Bruce Wayne is Trump. I don't know how it would work better, but... Do you think all that weird hairsprayed hair would fit under the cowl? Maybe. He is a lot like a Batman villain, when you think about it. He's, That's true. He's got fake hair. It's a shocking color. He's got orange skin. <laughs> Total reprobate. He's just... This is only the second time that we've even brought this guy up. Well, no, there's been a few times. We've brought him up a couple times. Yeah. You know? We'll cut all this out when he gets elected and... I'm putting Trump stickers all over everything. Right. Um, that's uh, only because I believe it's better to live on your knees than to die on your feet. <laughs> that's right. Uh, if we learn nothing from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening and stay off the moors.